0: This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one stop podcast to find out about Laravel related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Durenda.
1: Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Laravel News Podcast. My name is Jake Bennett. I'm here with my wonderful host who's got a amazing head of hair over here folks you're gonna have to check it out on the twitters or something he's got uh his christmas hair on green and red it's pretty amazing i think you're like okay you you got started with the rainbow hair for Liv's birthday and now you're just like you're addicted to the hair color yeah yeah it's like a tattoo like when you get a tattoo like you know you just got to get another that's one right. sort of thing yeah well I think, I
0: think that's what's happening we've got our we've got our work christmas party tomorrow and i thought why not it's already like the other color oh, was it's, it's funny, yeah. I was saying, because I had, I had redo it this time, and I was oh, saying... It's, it looks good. She did a great job. She did. She did a wonderful job. Um, I was saying, you know, red is probably the worst color to put in your hair, because it fades the quickest, mm-hmm. but we bleached oh, okay. we bleached my hair the other day, and the red was the only color that survived the bleach, which is surprising, given its uh, tendency to, to fade out, so
1: yes. It so, looks
0: good. It looks really nice. Yeah, well, Nicely done. I
1: saw your uh, message in Telegram earlier, where you were like... <laughs> Uh something's coming. Yeah. And I didn't know. I was I was waiting to see what it was gonna be. So here we are.
0: Now you've got it. Yes, indeed. So yeah, yeah Christmas party hey, tomorrow uh, and uh I've got a that's fun beautiful, beautiful one of those I've got a beautiful Christmas outfit picked out. So works works a bit oh boy. works a bit nervous because they're talking about, you know, it's gotta be like business casual with a with a hint of Christmas oh chic. And I'm like, I think I've got Christmas mm. chic with a hint of business casual. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, you're, you probably have a Christmas avant-garde. Mm. So it's just like wild out there sort of. And then a little bit of uh That's right. business guy. That's right. Nice. I'm excited to see the
0: pictures. that will be fun. To
1: see <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to Honey Badger, everybody for sponsoring the show as well. We always want to give a, uh, big thanks to our sponsors for sticking with us so faithfully throughout this whole year. Honey Badger has been an awesome sponsor. So thank you, Honey Badger, for sponsoring us again. Honey Badger, of course, is error monitoring for your Laravel app or for any of the other applications you have for that matter. They've got SDKs and great integrations for any sort of project you've got that you're working with. And uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later in the show. But for now, shall we get into it? Laravel 9.43 release? Yes, indeed. Okay, let's do it. I am going to wait for my Internet Explorer, not Internet Explorer. I use Edge. Can you believe that? Is that like an abomination?
0: I don't know. other. Let
1: me give the explanation. I saw I saw Adam Wathen using it for a demo like a couple of years ago, right? And I was like, Edge? He's using Edge? I was like, well, if Adam's using it, it can't be all that bad. And so I tried it and it's not it's not too bad. So I've been using it for, I don't know, a while now, a year and a half probably. In any case, Laravel 9.43. Let's talk about it. All right. So Laravel 9.43 has the ability to specify columns eagerly with with where has method. The model show command and now lists model policies. And we have a new stringable method and more. So let's talk about this. Uh, Daya Ferres contributed eager loading specific columns while using with where has. This method now works in the same way as model with. So you can say model colon colon, so whatever your model is going to be with where has, and you could say where it has a user ID uh, and go ahead and say first name, last name. Uh, So you can eager load those columns. With where it has to be real honest, Luke, uh, um, Michael. I'm a little bit confused on this one. I, I don't know. If, did, did you get a chance to look at the pull request before this one? I've I've never used this before. I, I know what with is. So with is basically right. It says eager load. Uh, if you have a relationship, eager load a relationship for a model, right? Mm-hmm. And so I guess this one says, oh, maybe it, maybe okay. If it has a user, right? Am I am I coming through on the right way? So if I have a model that has a user relationship. Then it should load these columns do, for that user relationship. Do you know what it is? Do you, do you want to guess, or do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I th- I, am I just tell me if my guess is right. If it's not right, then you, yeah, please correct me. No. no, that's not right. All right. So what what do we got? Tell, tell me how this works.
0: Uh, original, so we have with right, and with is for eager loading of relationships. Yes, of so you can say like with users, with whatever, with whatever. And then we had the where sure, has, sure, sure. and you would do like where has, so, that, okay, so yep. that you could constrain your query. So like, give me all of the the posts or the users where has posts where category equals blah. Now, before what we had to do was you would have to take whatever that closure was on the where has and you would have to duplicate it into the with. Oh, that's right. Otherwise you would get like I forgot that you Mm -hmm. would you would conditionally do the the where has, but then you would return all the records anyway. So the with where has was introduced so that you could say with where has and it would it would do that for you. It would do the with and the where has with that closure. So what this is doing um, is introducing the ability to use the shorthand the shorthand string notation. So instead of having to pass a closure in there, you can just say like, with where has user colon ID comma first name comma last name. So this would do that check for you and select those fields in a shorthand way. So I wasn't wrong.
1: I said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just said it in a weirder, <laughs> weirder way. And, and no, I did. The first way. time I said it, I was wrong. The second... <laughs> the second time i said it, it was it was correct so if a model has a user relationship in this case it will eager load that relationship with these columns right yeah um, correct yeah okay with warehouse i got gotcha. you okay Whew, i came around to it eventually thanks folks for your patience okay uh andy hinkle uh we've got this model show command that you have in the cli right and it has all these different things that it shows um that belong to what, you know, what sort of relationships does it have? What are the columns that you have? What are the casts that you have? All those sorts of deals, observers. And so now you can see any model policies uh, that are attached to that model in the model show command. So Andy Hinkle contributed that. Thank you for doing so. So now, for example, if you had a post uh, model and you said model show post in your uh, command line environment, it would show not only all those other things we talked about, observers and attributes and all those things and casts, but it also now would include policies. So this is a really nice um, you know, one of the things previously that some of our developers would say, this is why I use fillable is because I want to be able to see all the attributes that are on a model. And I would say like, well, I'll go look at the migration. And they're like, yeah, but like if we've added things to the migration, it's like then go look at the database. This is a great way to to solve this problem, right? If you don't know what the attributes, what the policies, what the observers, what any of those things are on a model Just use the model show command in the the command line environment. And it's, you know, in your artisan, it's an artisan command and it'll show you all that information. It's really, really handy. All right. Michael Nabil contributed a when is ULID method that will run a given callback when a stringable instance is a universally unique lexicographically sortable identifier. So you pass in a string and when is ULID, then you can pass a closure and it'll go ahead and run that code. That's it for 9.42 or sorry, 9.43. You can find the diff for 9.42 and 9.43 on GitHub. And, of course, you can read all the changelog notes in there as well. Thanks, Mr. Paul Redmond, for writing all that up. Perfect. All
0: right. Yep. Next up, we're having a quick look at what's coming to Laravel V10. This is planned for release on the 7th of February, 2023. And we're going to look at um, some of the things coming. Now, we encourage you to check back on this post. We'll have a link to it in the show notes because things are, are still in flux as we you know, continue monitoring what what's coming in tailored teasers and announces and releases you know, new bits of information over the next couple of months. So just a bit of clarity around the release date. Before Laravel 9, major framework versions were released twice a year or roughly every six months. Starting with version 9, the core team went to an annual schedule shipping Laravel 9 in Feb of 2022 instead of what was originally planned as September 2021. And the context around that was that Laravel uses a variety of community-driven packages as well as nine Symphony components for a number of features within the framework. With Symphony 6 that was due to be released in November, um, they had chosen to push back the release of Laravel 9 into 2022. And that was just to give the the core team some extra time to make sure that anything that was in that Symphony release could be adapt, uh, adopted correctly, fixes it for any bugs, and that made their way into the framework. So delaying the release, you know, that allowed them to upgrade the underlying components to the Symphony 6 without being forced to wait until um, this year to perform, perform the upgrade. So the schedule going forward is one major release each year. So Laravel 9 uh, came out February 8th of 2022. Laravel 10 will be Feb 7th of 2023. And then Laravel 11 will be out Feb 6th of 2024. Now, we don't have LTS releases anymore. So Laravel 9 will continue to get bug fixes until August 8th of 2023 and security fixes until Feb 6th of 2024. And you can expect Laravel 10 bug fixes until... August 6, 2024 and security fixes until Feb 4, 2025. Now that was a lot of dates and a lot of numbers in quick succession. As I said, we have links in the show notes that you can check out. So, we're going to hit this quickly and uh, efficiently at a high level. First and most importantly, Laravel 10 will drop support for PHP 8. And this comes from the fact that uh Symfony components that that Laravel does use no longer support Laravel 8. So, as a as a result, when we move to Laravel 10, you're going to need to use at least PHP version 8.1 with PHP 8.2 that's just just been released a couple of weeks ago. You know, this is all in step anyway, so ready for the future. Um, Laravel 10's skeletons. So the Laravel slash Laravel repository will have native type declarations wherever possible across the entire skeleton. With this includes return types, method arguments, um, any redundant annotations have been removed where possible. So anything that was, you know, wherever there was an at return or an at param that can now be replaced with a native type, those are being used. Um, This will allow userland types in closure arguments and does not include typed properties. So you can check out more about that. We've had separate um, articles about that. Invocable validation rules will be the default starting in Laravel 10. Uh, So when you create a new validation rule via Artisan, you will now get an invocable. Previously, you had to use the dash dash invocable flag. Um, This is now the default. And there's a bunch of deprecations from Laravel 9. There were some methods marked as deprecated that will be removed. There were methods that were marked as deprecated in Laravel 9 that will now be removed in Laravel 10. Um, We can expect the release upgrade guide to outline all the deprecated methods, any potential impact assessments and how to upgrade closer to the date. But there's some details on pull requests and things like that, which we'll include for you in the show notes.
1: Yeah, so I know you mentioned this. Um, What do you think about the whole dropping support for anything lower than 8.1
0: yeah i think that's fine you know i i think broadly speaking once you get to php for you for you it doesn't matter you have you're not a, i mean you guys are still on
1: a little bit older version aren't you not terribly old i mean you're still yeah on
0: we're a, on we're on 7.4 it's it's actually in my OKRs yeah. that we've just started um or i just uh just finalized them yesterday that will be on php 8 by the end of february uh or january We'll, we'll be on we'll be on PHP8 in the next little while here, um, with a view to move to PHP8.1 by the end of March. So we're not too far behind.
1: Yeah, no, not not too bad. I mean, like certainly not. Yeah, we were on seven four not that not too long ago, right? Still in twenty twenty two, we were on seven four. Yeah, and we moved to 8.0, and then we're jumping eight one to jump to eight two. Uh, mm-hmm. We're skipping eight one because, yeah. like you know, the the thing the big the big jump for seven to to eight was all the package stuff, right? yeah that's right when you're upgrading a major version of php that's that's where you know there's you're gonna have some weird conflicts with you know you have a locked composer dependency that doesn't allow for this blah 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 and so that was the biggest pain for us getting from seven stuff to eight stuff um but i suspect that jumping from eight to eight dot two actually shouldn't be that big of a deal so i'm interested to see how that goes i'll report back on that but yeah, I, I don't think it should be too big of a deal. It just seems crazy though, doesn't it? Doesn't does it seem to you that it was like PHP 8 was just released not that long ago?
0: Yeah, it seems it like seem that that. You? it seems like that only because I haven't right. really used it. So it's like I haven't had a chance to I use know. it. So it's like oh, it still feels like it's on the horizon because we're just moving to it. Yeah, But yeah, it was it was 2 right, years ago right. like PHP 8 is no longer in active support, so
1: Right. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Oh my word, it's wild. And so we uh yeah, we're going to be getting to 8.2 in the near future here. I don't actually have a deadline set for it or anything, but Exciting times, Laravel 10. It's going to be really cool. Okay, Um, let's talk about PHP 8.2. So uh, the PHP team has released 8.2 today. This was December 8th um, with read-only classes, standalone types, a new random extension, trait constants, and more. So let's talk about read-only classes. So building on PHP 8.1's read-only properties, uh, marking a class as read-only makes every property on that class read-only and prevents the creation of dynamic properties. Uh, So you can't just willy-nilly go ahead and, you know, say this object that I nude up doesn't have it defined, doesn't have this property defined, but I'm going to go ahead and drop one on there. You can't do that, right? You can't create these dynamic properties. So uh, these read-only classes are going to be going to be really nice. I'm excited about that. Uh, You have this disjunctive normal form types. So DNF types combine union and intersection types um if you're interested in learning about that you're gonna to have to ask somebody else because I have no idea what that means actually, you know what as' looking at it nope don't know don't yeah know what that it's, means. it's... Michael, you want to take a shot at it
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's like a horrible like name. i know
1: what a uh i know i know what an intersection type is uh I, and i
0: it's it's just a horrible um name for this thing where basically you can specify that a thing should be you know a and b. Or it can be null. or Right. That's, that's effectively what it comes down to. You know, it's putting some, um, Boolean logic in there that it's like. Can it be A and B or another thing? Like, is it sort
1: of like, you know, so with exceptions, right. We have now the ability to be able to catch multiple types of exceptions mm-hmm. and things like that, right. Which is where you see that or right. in a lot of in, in similar places, something like that, but I don't know what this, so this A and B is this, if you have a, I don't know, I don't know what that is. What is that? Can you think of an
0: example where? Well, th- this is useful in situations where you could have, like, where you've got a number of different interfaces and you want to accept, like, not a specific interface. You want to use some combination of interfaces. So you, and I-, I think, um, oh sure, Brent, oh, that makes sense. Brent has got a-, a better, I think, explanation of this where you could say, like, the 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 post, for example, has title and has ID or it's null, right? So you could pass a value in here where. The post has multiple like, it, either the post is null, interfaces? yeah. Either the post is null or the post has both. You know, is using the has title interface and the has ID interface, and that way you can reference methods on those things. Like this, the, the implication there.
1: Interesting, interesting. So you could have, yeah. So you can huh. be
0: much more targeted. You know, you don't have to pick and choose. Like, is it is it this interface or is it this interface? Um, like which one do I want to type don't have in? to create? Yeah, or you don't have to create like another yeah. interface that like matches the two together. Yeah, yeah. That, that that does that. Right. Um, or you know, or, or you drop back to using PHP doc to say like this is a blah. Well, you, I don't. I don't even think you can do it in PHP PHP doc where you specify. You know, it has to be this and this. So it's a nice addition, especially That's since really it means that you can now have you know nullable intersection types, which you couldn't do before. Um, so you can't do like in in like PHP eight PHP seven four. You can do like question mark string or question mark. Right. Post yep. or whatever, but so you like, can't you can't yeah. use the question mark in combination with and, a a, yeah. a union type. So this is this is kind of unifying those things together.
1: I know we got to keep moving on this one, but I'm interested. Like I've never used, I've never typed into multiple interfaces like that. Well, it's not so been possible is, before. Now it's interesting. It, at all, like, are you saying that the because I thought the thing that was uh, the the change here is that you could do both union and intersection. You types. can now. You
0: couldn't before so with the a sorry yeah yeah. you You could could, never do that you could use union but not not the combination Uh, but the union was like a or b whereas now we've got a and b
1: that's what i didn't understand yeah so that's what i'm saying i've never used never used that before so like with that that option we talked about you'd have to make a third one to basically combine the two right correct that's what you would have previously but yeah okay sorry folks i'm moving on here i promise uh yeah if you need more detail on this, we have we'll have a link in the show notes uh, to a couple additional explanations, and of course, I would highly suggest reading the blog post on this as well. All right, we've got uh, eight point two now allowing false, true, and null as standalone types. So pretty self explanatory. Uh, you can say that something returns false, or something returns true, or something always returns null. Right. So um, you can use those as as return return types, standalone types. There you go. Instead of just returning, instead of uh, saying it's going to return a Boolean, you can say this always returns false, this always returns true, or this always returns null. All right. You also have the ability now, David Hemphill is going to be happy about this one. He was talking about it on Twitter the other day. Constants are now allowed in traits. So if you have a trait that you want to apply to a class or something like that, previously you couldn't define a constant inside of that trait, but you can now. However, you cannot access constants through the name of the trait, uh, but you can access the constant through the class using the trait. So there you go. Dynamic property deprecation. Dynamic properties are now deprecated, meaning that you're going to get a deprecation notice when you're trying to assign a value to a dynamic property. Uh, So in this case, if you had a class uh, of user that had a public property called name... And then you tried to assign a dynamic property of last name to that user. So you knew up that user and then you say user last name. This isn't defined in the class. It's just dynamic. You're just adding it on. You're going to get a deprecation notice. And so that, that's, that's kind of how that is. If you're using a standard class, if you're just saying, give me a new class, uh, one that's not been defined. So if you say user equals new standard class, you can still use dynamic properties on those and you're not going to get a deprecation notice. You'll, th- those are still allowed. You also have the option to allow dynamic properties by putting the allow dynamic properties attribute onto a class. Um, and so if you do that, it'll stop throwing those deprecation notices and you can just you know, add dynamic properties to your little heart's content. Okay, we've got new classes, interfaces, attributes, and functions. For the complete list of all of those, check out the 8.2 release announcement. Uh, we already mentioned the allow dynamic properties attribute. Another attribute is a sensitive parameter. Uh, which uh, redacts sensitive information within the stack trace. So this is pretty cool. If you wanted to make it so that a password or a, I don't know, I would hope you're not like storing socials or card numbers or things like that in there. But if there was something that you wanted to make sure did not make its way into a stack trace, you can use that sensitive parameter and then uh, define what those ones are uh, and there you go. It will get redacted from your stack trace. So that's really, really cool. Holy cow. That's awesome. All right. There's a lot more stuff in there. That's just a couple of them. Uh, but those are the main ones. So that's 8.2. And feel free to take a look at that in the blog posts mm. as well.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that uh, that one as well. The the redacted... Redacting? What's it called? The... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically... it's redacting <sighs> yeah, The sensitive, sensitive parameters. So sensitive, yeah, it's a good. sensitive parameter attribute. Yeah, yeah. and we're, we're yeah. looking to do that. Like we're going through the ISO journey and the you know, all of that kind of stuff at the moment around um, PII and, and whatnot. So being able to have that stuff at the language level means you don't have to forget about it anywhere, you know, in, in your log forming, formatting or whatever else. It's just, it's going to be, you know, withheld at the at the language level. So that's, that's a nice one. That's something to look forward to in 8.2 for sure.
1: Absolutely. Because otherwise you get to chase that thing around all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's nice. Like a lot of the uh, bug tracking services will kind of have a uh, block list of things that they won't print out. Uh, so if you have, you know, if for, if for some reason you include password or something like that in your in your request or whatever, and it's going to go log it, it's going to just redact it and put all like, you know, pound signs in there are stars or something like that. So now you have that available to you to make sure that all of your stack traces omit that. So in your logs and all that stuff, it's not going to be included. Very cool.
0: Okay, moving on. Next up, PHP Storm 22, 2022.3 is released with a new UI PHP 8.2 support and more Uh, brent who i just mentioned in the php 8.2 release is has been working at jetbrains for probably close to a year now Um, and he has put together a a good video on on what's new specifically that you can check out but at a high level we've got the preview of the new ui Uh, php 8.2 support which will cover things as read-only classes deprecated dynamic properties type system improvements and more Code, code vision, which shows things like code owners, usage, and the number of implementations of an interface, which is interesting to get You know those high-level statistics. You've got a quick quick fix preview, reader mode for PHP doc blocks, improved documentation, daytime format preview, which is handy because whoever remembers, like I know I'm always in the, the php.net slash datetime docs to, to figure out how I want to format something. Um, we've got Redis support. We've got the ability to run tests using pa- Paratest, Um, running single data sets with php units data providers which is something that i find myself doing all the time you know commenting out a data provider so i could run a specific um, scenario in there so that's a handy little inclusion using external format tools like php cs fixer or php code sniffer prophecy mocking support blade improvements and a whole bunch more so definitely check that out if you're a php storm user
1: he's got a nice video on it too so you can watch that as well Sure. To just catch up on that
0: Okay, folks,
1: it is that time of year again. Every year we do the Laravel holiday giveaway. I can't claim credit for it for the Laravel News team, but Mr. Ninja Parade himself, Yaz, uh, runs his famous Laravel holiday giveaway every year. So what is it? Some say it's like the Laravel Santa. Others say he actually works for the big man himself. Either way, uh, the generosity of our community is remarkable, and we're really glad to have Yaz running this again. So um, you can join in the chance to win by joining the list. And there's a bunch of prizes, uh, given away this year. So there, it looks like there are 12, let's see, 12 physical prizes. I think I'm going to let, you know, what. honestly, this is a really long blog post as far as like how you go about entering and winning and all that stuff. It's not that complicated. Um, and so if you're interested, you can go check that out. Um, you can find the link in the show notes. The main sponsors, however, are Laravel Statum, Sentry, Healthcare Logistics Relay, and Contest Kit. Here's some of the things that you could win this year. We've got a 13-inch MacBook Pro M2, AirPod Max, an iPad Mini. We've got three of those, AirPod Pro, Second Gen, three of those, HomePod Minis. There's 24 Laravel Elephants that they're giving away, some Century hoodies, some Sentry plans, some Laravel Nova licenses, some merch, official merch from the Laravel team. Conference tickets to Laricon US this year, uh, tailwind licenses, all sorts of stuff. I could, I could. There's a, there's a big, big, big long list, and so lots of cool things you could be winning this year. Uh, so make sure you check out the contest and get involved. There's, it's really fun actually. There's like a, I think there's like almost a, it's like a code challenge sort of deal mm. this year, which is interesting. So check that out. It's, it's fun. Have a good time mm. and win some prizes.
0: Yeah, if you haven't haven't got your hands on one of those Leona elephants, uh, they are pretty cool. And I think Taylor teased the the new one, the Aubrey elephant, the black and gold one. Yes. So, got to get my yes. hands got to get my hands on one of those to go Absolutely. to go into my collection. All right, uh, last bit of news that we have here is the new series on Laracast from our friend Jess Archer, uh, which is a NeoVim as a PHP and JavaScript IDE. Now, I've I've spoken about Vim for a long time. You know, I've been using it for years and years and years. Um, use it all the time. But if you've ever thought about making the switch to Vim, or in this case, Neo Vim, this series is a perfect introduction for Laravel developers looking to get the most out of Vim for PHP and JavaScript development. And the series is still in development, but at the time of Uh, this article, there were four episodes available with new videos expected every week. This goes through things like why NeoVim, talking about modal editing and moving around, managing files and buffers, motions, commands and text, objects, and heaps more. I know that Jeffrey tweeted the other day that he's going through each of these videos as they release as well to sort of brush up and see what the latest is uh, in the Vim world and specifically in NeoVim. Um, They just had their NeoVim conference last weekend as well. So check that out if that's something of interest for you. There's a whole conference around NeoVim. Yep, yep. Today on, is an online thing. I'm surprised you weren't involved.
1: Surprised you didn't give a talk or uh, something. It's,
0: it's a bit hard for me in the middle of the night, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, aren't you committed to the Vim world? I, mean, I am, but I have... I thought you were a big fan. But but, Liv sleeps in the room right next to me. So it's it's a bit hard to do no. that in the middle of the night with a sleeping baby. Because if the, baby, oh, well, gets, the sleeping baby for stops night. to be sleeping...
1: <laughs> then the mother is going to be awake and not all too oh, happy yes. either. Um, dude, I gotta tell you this. This was funny. So we were downstairs last I know this is like, sorry, folks, if you want to skip story time, skip ahead a couple seconds here. Um, we were sitting downstairs and just watching a TV show. And my wife was like, Oh my word, the kids were up all night last night. I'm exhausted. I'm sleeping on the couch down here tonight. You can take care of the kids upstairs, right? Like, I'm literally she's like, I'm so tired and it's so comfortable right here. I'm just gonna pass out right here. I'll see you in the morning. I'm like, Great, no problem. I'm happy to help take care of the kids. Yeah. And so I went upstairs went to sleep and nobody woke up so much that like, like that sounds, that's a stupid way to say it. Let's say this. I woke up at like seven fifteen this morning because we're like very late, very late. Because nobody woke up all night. Mm-mm. I slept in that bed by myself and enjoyed a really nice, restful, peaceful, sleepful night. See, <laughs> the one time that my wife was like, I'm going to sleep down here because the kids are, you know, yeah. the kids were. I'm tired of the getting woken up by the kids. So it was just, you know, I don't know, fitting. I suppose I felt bad. Yeah. So anyway, maybe I should sleep downstairs tonight and she could sleep upstairs in the big bed by herself. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, indeed. Hey, let, let's face it. Here's Here's what happens, right? As soon as you think you know what's going on, things change out on you and that's why you need to have an error monitoring service honey badger is there for you because let's face it your code's going to have errors even code written by amazing developers such as yourself and when those errors happen it's nice to know that honey badger is there watching your back honey badger makes you a devops hero by combining error monitoring uptime monitoring and check-in monitoring into a single easy to use platform They send you alerts in real time with all the context that you need in order to find out what's causing the error, where the error is hiding to allow you to quickly fix that thing and get on with your day. The included uptime and cron monitoring also lets you know when your external services are having issues or your background jobs go missing or silently fail, which happens all the time. Go to honeybadger.io and discover how Star, Josh and Ben created a 100% bootstrapped monitoring solution. Why is that important? You might ask yourself. Self-funding means they only answer to you, the developer, rather than a venture capital overload. Go check them out today at HoneyBadger.io.
0: Thank you, HoneyBadger.
1: Tutorials. Tutorials, tutorials.
0: Some long. We've only got three this week, but they are big, 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 big ones. Um, So I'm going to tell you about them, and then you're going to go and read them, and then you're going to provide me with your book report on them next. uh, Look, it's the holidays now, so you can provide them to me. Back in January. I want your book reports. Agreed. First up, Eloquent API calls. I had a look at this one. Um, Steve was tagged on Twitter on this article, like SDK's the Laravel way, and it was Mm -hmm. talking about how they're taking inspiration from Eloquent to build out these pending request objects um, in order to make requests to uh, this particular um, SDK. So this is the ConnectWise API, and it's talking about using, you know, having a model saying like latest open get, like this kind of chained syntax that we see ar- around the place. Um, so Steve uses a similar approach when he's building our SDKs and API integrations and things like that in his own code. So he kind of steps through, you know, that as one approach, but then how he would go about doing it in a way that this becomes reusable, composable, you, you can swap things out. We've spoken about Saloon in the past, like that same kind of concept where you can kind of stitch all these things together in a in a you know in an abstract way. So actually you can use it for any um API. So this this talks about that. Uh, check it out for sure. Um Laravel 9, Nuno went through and did a whole bunch of work in terms of, you know, freshening up the artisan console and he's been working on this project called Termwind for, for some time. Mm-hmm. And so we've got an article here yeah. supercharging your artisan commands with Termwind and talks about you know how to use it, how to make things look pretty. You know, it depends on you know if if your artisan commands are kind of run as scheduled tasks and you never see the output, maybe it's not as as critical. Um, but if you're building out interfaces to you know programmatically reset a user's password, or you want to be able to add resources into your application in a in a way that's kind of like easy to to deal with with like pick lists and select lists and all that kind of stuff, but you want it to look good, then this is. The article for you this one's actually written by ash allen as well so definitely check that one out and the last one this is a bit of a throwdown this is steve this it is, is this it's was cool um eric actually got uh chat gpt to to come up with this title so please no one get upset about it but it's steve versus matt and that's steve king and no steve mcdougall i've got myself in trouble here steve mcdougall and matt oh Stauffer. my word you did it um you did it now i'm just looking at your face i knew i was going to mess it up uh, the the <laughs> tutorial is how to how to developers approach the same problem, um, and it's very common for two different de- programmers to code the same feature in very different ways. It is much less common for those two programmers to see eye to eye and remain friendly. Um, thankfully, we have a chance to see how two friends approach the same coding challenge differently and each friend's reflection on the other's code and approach. So recently Matt Stauffer shared an opinion on Twitter that most interfaces in PHP are completely useless, and I agree. Um, one take. one respondent tagged <laughs> Steve about his love of interfaces, and so Steve and Matt decided to write an article about how they each code. So they they picked uh, Steve's recent tutorial on creating a password generator. Steve wrote his version of it, Matt wrote his version of it, um, and then they kind of reviewed each other's and said, you know, why I would do this or why I wouldn't do that. And they provide a lot of context. So it's it's quite a, a lengthy article. It goes into, you know, both sides of the the coin there. Check it out. There's there's always, you know, programming, as with many things, there's more than one way to get from A to B. Um, but it's, you know, the destination, not the journey. So no, the journey, not the destination, that one. So yeah, definitely check that out. But uh, that is it. Those three. Three, three, three tutorials that will see you through the next couple of weeks because we are going to... Have a little break here now uh, until the second week of January or something like that. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy some time with our families. Enjoy some time away from work and the computer. Looking forward to that.
1: Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I'm interested to read this one about uh, Steve and Matt. I've got, I've got, uh, I feel like me and one of the other developers on my team are sort of on the two sides of this coin, which is totally fine. It's totally fine. Honestly, I feel like we learn a lot from each other. And so... I'm interested to read this, see kind of where they came, uh, you know, where they concluded on this one, mm-hmm. and uh, read up on all these amazing tutorials. Thank you very much again, Steve, for writing all these up. Really, really appreciate it. And everyone, thanks so much for listening to episode 182. You can find show notes for this episode at podcast.laravelle-news.com. If you like this episode, please write it up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. And if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Michael Dorinda at Jacob Enner, or at Laravel News. Thanks, everyone, so much. We will see you next time. Have a good break. Bye-bye. Bye, all.